hello from him. It's episode 92 of the Cricket Her Weekly. Now, Sid, we've been extraordinarily blessed with news this week. We've had the announcement of not just one, but two England squads. There's, of course, been the main senior England women's Ashes squad. And there's also been the announcement of an A squad that will be accompanying them. We'll come to the A squad in a minute. Let's start off with the main squad. What do you make of it all? Well, there wasn't weren't really any surprises, were there, Raph? Not I think really. that um, it was kind of interesting, actually, that that um, the, the some of the media sort of kind of painted perhaps the inclusion of Charlie Dean and Maya Boucher as, as surprises, mm. but perhaps they were just like reaching for things to to write about because really this is very much business as usual, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, it's it feels like uh, quite predictable that those two players would be included. They both played against New Zealand. They both performed well. Yeah, Charlie Denny in particular played five ODIs against New Zealand. And I think that, you know, that, that was a clear indication that, that Heather Knight really felt she discovered something uh, in her. In fact, Heather Knight said something similar in the, in the press conference, didn't she? She mm-hmm. said that, you know, she, she really felt that she'd seen something that uh, really excited her about Charlie Dean and that that's why she'd been included in those games. So, of, of course, she was going to be selected. Yeah. And, and no big surprise about Maya either. Yeah, she's been out in Australia in the WBBL, um, performed reasonably well. Um, and that experience will potentially be quite valuable going into an Ashes series out there. Yeah, and England obviously think that she's she's one of their you know future prospects, and and definitely is going to be an, I think an important player for England over the next ten years. Okay, and uh, Heather's been talking a bit. Heather Knight has been talking a bit about England's approach. Yeah, we had the chance to talk to her in in the press conference. I did wonder at first if she was now being sponsored by laundry detergent because she used the word bold about five times. But then I realised that no, it's actually a bit of a different approach. Is it is is this perhaps something something perhaps a more of an Australian approach, Raf? Perhaps influenced by the Australian coach Lisa Kitely. It's an interesting question, isn't it? Um, I I don't really have. Uh, any insight into the extent to which Lisa Kitely will have influenced that um, kind of it's almost a sort of cultural move isn't it because um, traditionally um, uh, the England women's captain would have not been quite so uh, forthcoming quite so vociferous about this um, this type of approach as Heather Knight was um, in the press conference on Thursday um, yeah, she was talking about things like getting in the first punch. It was it was very yeah, quite aggressive language. It was fighting fire with fire, she said, and there were almost shades of um, kind of uh, the Alyssa Healy, um, you know, let's bring the bee back. Uh, I wasn't quite sure whether I'm allowed to say that word or not, but you know what I'm referring to before the 2017 women's Ashes. Bring the B word back. Exactly, um, and you know, yeah, talk talking up. Um, things and it's it's that kind of war of words that um, in recent times has, has defined the men's ashes I think um, and we're moving perhaps a little bit more in that direction with the women's ashes um, you know not necessarily any bad thing and Heather Knight clearly thinks that the way to be successful against Australia is to um, you know say we're going to lay down a gauntlet and be really aggressive and we're going to go in hard and I think that probably is the right approach yeah and they needed to do something new didn't they because it didn't go too well in 2019 mm. um, you know the you Australians were all over them and so you know perhaps a, m- a more aggressive approach um, is gonna you know be what what brings England success out in Australia it's interesting because she was asked about that 2019 Ashes series and uh, it's not one that we as um, English fans have particularly fond memory of, memories of, is that, is that fair to say, Sid? Yeah, I mean the overriding memories of that, that series for me are Elise Perry at Canterbury uh, and of course Meg Lanning in the, in the T20 at Chelmsford, was it? Yeah. 
um, where she came out and from the first ball looked like she was going to hit 100. She did hit 100, and that kind of epitomised the entire series for me, that the sort of lanning periaxis of sort of unstoppable, um, you know, almost robotic, uh, mechanical cricket that was just, you know, nothing was going to stand in their way. Yeah. And That's I'm... my memory. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, two brilliant performances from Australians, obviously Perry with the ball at Canterbury, um, but th- to some extent, um, some questions to be answered after that series that maybe weren't necessarily answered because it felt to me like Mark Robinson got booted out as the coach. He was the official ECB scapegoat, um, and that was that. Um, and I still think that you know that that wasn't a great uh, way to treat him, and it wasn't a great ending to that summer, to be honest. Yes, I mean it's a difficult one looking back, isn't it? I I do feel that perhaps they they got rid of Mark Robinson too early, mm-hmm. and I think that he had a lot more to give. I mean he's gone back, and you know his 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 first major job since taking the England job, he's won the men's counts championship with Warwickshire. Is that mm-hmm. right? Oh, I know yeah. my men's cricket well enough to know that. Um, so you know he's he's still got it as a coach, and I think that England missed out perhaps yeah. on another three or four years of him, but. You know, those decisions were taken there in the past. Uh, you know, Lisa Kitely's taken over the, yeah. the reins now. And, you know, if, if we get a different England approach, if we get a more aggressive approach, then maybe that does help to carry them forward to Ash's success. We'll, we'll have to find out. Yeah, Heather Knight was saying, oh, we, you know, we've really improved since 2019. And, and the thing that she particularly said that I thought was a, actually a little bit strange was, oh, we've got more leaders now than we had in 2019. We've got more leaders now. Now, if you actually look at the evidence for that, um, you know, we can talk about whether or not they're a better side, but um, you know, to, to specifically land on that idea that we've got more leaders, um, well, they've got Nat Siver now as the vice captain instead of Anya Shrubsole. But I mean, we've previously talked on the podcast about the fact that Nat Siver's been made vice captain. We think for slightly strategic reasons, in the sense that she isn't really an obvious successor to Heather Knight for the captaincy. Um, and so, to some extent, um, that's, that decision was, was made almost to, to shore up Heather's position and Heather Knight's authority as captain. Um, and uh, we saw in the recent series, I think it was against New Zealand, when Heather Knight got injured and she missed the T20 leg of that series. Um, and so Nat Siver was kind of standing in. And, and in the press conference, I, said, I asked Siver something and, and she just said, oh, oh, that's not really up to me. I'm not the captain. Um, and so the idea that England have suddenly got all of these leaders and they've got, they're just you know, overcome by leadership, I just it just doesn't seem to me to reflect what I think's happened since 2019, which is that Heather Knight has stamped her authority over things and gone, you know, I am actually even more of a, um, uh, you know, of a of a captain who what I says goes than I was two years ago. That's how it feels like it's gone to me. Yeah, it definitely feels like that the Heather Knight, this is very much Heather Knight's squad. It's the yeah. squad she wanted to take to, to the World Cup and um, to the Ashes beforehand. And I guess to a certain extent, you know, she'll be held accountable for that ultimately. That, you know, if it, if it does go really badly, then she's, the buck is going to have to stop with her. Mm, potentially, although they haven't really got time to get a new captain in before the World Cup. So they're, they're definitely, they're keeping going with this until at least... Um, April, aren't they? And then it's a very short gap until the Commonwealth Games to, to blood somebody new. So I, I think that, um, yes, the buck does stop with her to some extent, but there is quite a big strategic gap now in terms of when you could actually insert a new captain. 
in a, yeah, in a not yeah, disruptive you, way. Yeah, you'd have to, I think, it, oh, well, well, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge if we come to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we talk a bit about the A squad as well? Because that's actually yeah. a bit more interesting than the main squad, isn't it? Yeah, and I have a few opinions, unfortunately, Raph. <laughs> Go for it, Sid. We're all here for your opinions. <laughs> I'd, okay. Let, shall we start off with George Elwes? Let's talk about George Elwes. Okay. Because um, all of the contracted players, uh, apart from Katie George, who's who's still not fully fit, mm -hmm. unfortunately, um, are in the, the sort of the, the main squad, um, except George Elwes, who's been relegated to the A squad. Mm. And this is this is just odd initially. I mean, let, basically, these two squads are going to be fluid squads. So um, they've made it pretty clear that some players from the main squad will play in the uh, eighteen matches yep. in order to give them, um, you know, time in the middle and all that kind of thing and uh, opportunities to play. So there are definitely going to be movement between the squads. Mm -hmm. I suspect more likely to be movement down than than up uh, as they send people to sort of warm up in the eighteen matches. Yeah. But the squads are going to have to be fluid. They're going to be, uh, you know, it's almost like one squad, except we've we've called it two separate things. Um, and that, so we're going to put George Elwes, one of our most senior players, um, and we're going to tell her she's in the A squad, not in the main squad. What are you trying to say to her? Are you tr are you trying to to publicly humiliate her? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, if if they'd said if they'd stood up and said, okay, George Elwes is captain of the A squad, yeah. that might have been a bit of a different thing. But actually, you explicitly asked Heather about the A squad captaincy, and what did she say, Raf? She said, "I I don't know who the captain's going to be yet, and it's nothing to do with me." Um, and, and I'm not exaggerating. That is almost exactly word for word what she said. I mean, it's I just don't accept that that is true. I'm afraid because she's the England, the main England captain. The idea that they're not going to consult her as to who they're going to make captain of the A squad does doesn't accord with my understanding of how things work within the England setup at the moment. But that's by the by. She basically so, said we haven't decided yet. So clearly they haven't gone. We're going to give Georgia Elwes the captaincy. Yeah. So it does. I mean, if if you want, if you were, if you were, you know, Doctor Evil and you were going in there and going, <laughs> ah, ha, ha, I'm going to make Georgia Elwes feel really bad. That's exactly how you do it. Yeah. And it's just, it's just why? What was the point? Apart from if you had somehow deliberately wanted. To make her feel bad, strange, I just don't get. It? And of course, Georgia Elwes is herself. She's a lovely person. She's mm. very. Um, she's very much. She'll. She'll stay positive. Yeah, you know. And she did some interviews on social media. And yeah. what, even more than that, the interviews on social media. But you know, if she's not sitting inside, going, what, 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 what have I done wrong? What? Yeah. Then, yeah. So that's mm. the first thing. Okay. Um, the, the, the second thing is that I just I'd like to have seen more younger players in there. Okay. Um, so I know I keep banging on about um, you know Grace Scrivens for example so, mm -hmm. and, and to be fair there are some young players and then there's, there's Lauren Bell there's Alice Capsi there's Izzy Wong um, you know there's some up and coming players there's uh, Bryony Smith in there who I, I think should be captain of this A team okay. um, who's an, you know someone they, they, those players have all got a lot of England games in front of them we hope you know barring in injuries or whatever yeah. um, but I'd like to see more of those younger players involved and them given the real focus of this A tour because the focus for me should be on giving people experience and doing this for the future mm. this is not for now guys this is for the future mm. so I think that Grace Griffins should have been in there for example alongside Alice Capsi as, as another teenager and is a really exciting prospect and someone that I think will play you know 150 200 games ultimately for England um, yeah. well, well, who, who else Raph 
Yeah, I mean, I basically agree with you. I think um, they have still been a little bit unclear about exactly what they see the purpose of the A Tour as being. Um, I think that, obviously, um, the England A team are going to be playing an Australia A team. It'll be quite interesting to see what Australia's approach is to their A squad because it feels like, from our perspective, um, that the Australia A squad is likely to have um, more of these kind of teenage, young, up-and-coming players um, and is less likely to be... um, kind of almost seen in the way that our A-Tour seems to be being seen as, which is, as you say, just to give an opportunity to um, some of the the senior players to just get some warm-up games under their belt. Um, But yeah, you know, there's a a couple of names um, that stand out to me as people who who really should have been in there. Um, Danny Gibson. Um, for example, had yeah, a really... she was she was excellent in the hundred, yeah. wasn't she? And after after a couple of years, when you know, I mean, her her late teenage years were kind of blighted by injury to the extent that you know you worried a little bit about whether she would ever be able to come back from that. Um, but she came roaring back, and she was she was fantastic in the hundred, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think that that's it's she she is entitled to feel disappointed actually at that because um, when you hear you know we don't get an England A squad very many winters when you hear that there's going to be one coming and you know you've had a, a, the season that Danny Gibson had then I think she can be entitled to feel a bit disappointed. Um, Bess Heath, for example, I, I remember um, that that we did talk previously a little bit about um, futuring them wicket keepers. Um, at that point, I think um, she we maybe didn't talk about her as much as we should have because she had a bit of an injury. Um, but she also um, picked herself up and had a good back end to the season. Um, and you know why not pick her to be your wicketkeeper in your A team because she is somebody yeah someone of huge could, potential with yeah, the bat somebody who could who solid could, keeper somebody who could potentially um, be a future England wicketkeeper. Um, so I think that that is those are those are a couple of. Um, decisions that I, I think that they, they do seem to have just, I don't know, they, they don't seem to be very clear about what the A Tour is for and perhaps um, what they think the A Tour is for also is not what we think the A Tour should be for. So, um, yeah, that's that's been a bit strange. Uh, should we talk a bit well, about... I'll tell you what, Raph, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll bet you a million pounds okay. that the average age of the England team that plays in these A matches is much higher than the average age of the Australia team. I bet Australia don't treat it like this. Australia will use it, you know, to play the, you know, the the Maitland Browns and the and the, the Hannah Darlingtons and things. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Hannah Darlington ends up being captain of the A team, for example. I'm afraid so, I don't have a million pounds to offer you, and I wouldn't be taking the bet anyway. I don't have a million pounds either. Okay, but, but we, but you're right. Yeah, it will be the average age of the the team, the eleven that plays in the warm up matches, will be higher than. Um, the average age of the A squad, which I believe is 24, because you sat down and worked it out. I did. We've not got anything better to do, let's face it. <laughs> Shall we talk about Alice Capsey? I mean, we've talked about her a lot, but hey, there's more to say, isn't there? Because Heather Knight was specifically asked about her um, in the in the press yeah, conference. Yeah, what, what did she say, Ray? <laughs> what did she say? Well, um, I was actually. A she, bit, she, almost, was, she almost ticked off the person that asked asked about I was it, didn't a bit, she? Yeah, I was a bit disappointed by her response to this, to be honest. Um, she was obviously trying to say it in a more general way to be a bit more diplomatic, but what she essentially said was, um, "I don't, I don't think we should be over-egging um, some of these young players." So essentially, what she said. Some saying of these is, young players being Alice Capsey. Yeah, she thinks that the me- there is a media hype around Alice Capsey, and she doesn't think it's justified. Um, I, I found it that. Um, and she's and that's the second time that she's actually a little bit um, done down Alice Capsey in a press conference. Yeah. It feels like, um, and actually, it's starting to make me a bit cross. Um, and I'll I'll try and be restrained here. Um, I understand that Heather Knight 
as captain, has got existing loyalty to her current crop of players. Um, but it does it does increasingly feel like she is um, ignoring um, the evidence in front of her eyes. And um, this is a player who, um, you know, half century yeah, in her first match at Lords got Heather Knight out. May not have helped her case, but hopefully you would not expect the England captain to hold that against you. You would hope that that would actually go in your favour. Um, and to, to ignore that and to actually almost, it feels like when the media now ask about Alice Capsey, we're being, as you say, ticked off a bit. And we're being told, oh, no, you don't really understand. You know, um, you're you're just you're just journalists. And um, and uh, so I'm going to say to you that you um, actually have, have misunderstood and you think that she's better than she is. I mean, we've got eyes. We've got brains. Yeah, and the hundreds of world-class competition, there's no doubt about that. Of course, we understand that the very, very top Australians weren't there this year. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the ones that were are still quality, quality players, yeah. you know. And if, if Alice Capsi's making runs against them and taking wickets against them, she's mixing it with the very best. It's not like, you know, f- for years, often in England, we heard this thing of, about particular players where you'd, you'd kind of mention a player to someone that was in the England setup and they go, yeah, but she, you know, she's, she's scored a couple of 50s in the Women's Counter Championship, but it's just not the same as. But the, the 100 is supposed to be their, their flagship yeah. world class competition. And Alice Capsi didn't just like, you know, have one good match in this. You know, she was one of the, the, the dominant players yeah, in the competition. Yeah, she was one of the big reasons why Oval Invincibles won. Yeah, so I, I agree with you, Raph. It's, overall, it's, it's disappointing that she's not going to be in there and, you know, it can't come soon enough for me still. Yeah, it, great for her to be in the A squad and I really hope that she... she slams this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and just basically says... Because I think for some young players, actually hearing the England captain say a couple of times in press conferences, I don't think that you're as good as people think you are, it's a bit discouraging... Um, hopefully, I, I mean, I think Alice Capsi is a um, a young person of great resilience, um, and that that won't have affected her negatively. But I think that's another reason why it's not a really a great a great angle to take in, in press conferences, to be honest. Um, anyway, uh, shall we shall we wrap up there, Sid? Yes. Good. Okay. Well, um, I'm sure that we'll be talking much more about the Ashes in future episodes. So stay tuned. Um, bye for now. Bye.